0: Real Golf Radio It's a reroute Now on the tee Brian Taylor and Bob Casper Brought to you by Siegfried &
1: Jensen Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones It's a reroute On Real
2: Golf Radio
1: well, hello there, and welcome to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply is your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. I did. I got all new rotor sprinklers, heads. Uh, I've got uh, some new conversion kits that go off of some of my other sprinklers that create a drip irrigation system, which is really cool. I changed out all my park strip sprinklers from Half Moons to the actual park strip sprinkler head, uh, which is more of a bow tie kind of spray, which keeps it on the grass and not so much on the sidewalk or in my driveway or on my car specifically. So I've got a few things that I needed to do to improve and get some watering spots that weren't quite getting it before. And especially in preparation coming up next week, I know it's been a bit of a, a blustery one uh, and a bit of an up and down week. But next week, are you seeing this? We're going to touch 90s. We're going to get into June and we're going to be kicking it off with 90s. So you want to make sure that your irrigation is up to par where you need it to be. You want to shop where the pros shop. You want your your lawn to look like your favorite golf course? Then shop where the pros and the golf course superintendent shop, and that's a Mountain Land Supply. You can find the dealer nearest you at MountainLandSupply dot Well, we hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. We always appreciate you tuning us in every Saturday morning, six to nine, right here on twelve eighty the Zone. Bob Casper, Brian Taylor, Dave Glauser, our producer. I'll tell you what, we've had a fun best of so far for the first couple of hours. And we've, you know, with this COVID-19 and people not playing, it's been fun to catch up to some of our favorite guys, and they're not quite as busy. They're, and quite frankly, they're, they're stuck at home like the rest of us in a lot of cases. So it's been fun to touch base with them and get their thoughts on uh, this, what they're doing during this time, uh, their perspective, how they feel like the, the tour is going to resume, and some of those types of things. So uh, if you missed a, the, the first couple of hours, we had Troy Merritt, Andy North, Mike Weir, Kenny Perry, Tony Fino, and Tom Lehman. I mean, great lineup. Just great guys. Tremendous insights. Fun interviews. And so that's all available on the 1280 The Zone app. It's available wherever your favorite podcast site is and just search Real Golf Radio. You can hit it up on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf. It's anywhere you want it to be. But just as a bonus, for our flagship station, we always like to hit some of the highlights from the first couple of hours. So uh, we will do that. Coming up next, you're going to hear from some of these guys you're going to hear from some of your favorites and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And if you're driving, please do so safely and uh, hopefully this makes your drive go a little bit better. So we'll kick things off. Coming up next, our conversation with Andy North. I thought he was tremendous. Uh, The guy, the ESPN analyst, two-time U.S. Open champ. So our conversation with Andy North next. Uh, We'll kick things off on on this Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio, a best-of edition uh, for this Memorial Day weekend, and it's brought to you in part by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Let's get it started. Here's our conversation with Andy North.
3: Well, everybody's really excited. Uh, The the sports fans slash golf fans of Wisconsin have really supported the big events that have come to the state. And uh, they sold out the Ryder Cup in like under 30 minutes or something. It was some crazy, crazy deal. Um, There's a lot of people up here that that were really upset that they went on however you do it Um, at the time you're supposed to do it, and they couldn't get them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, there's you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk of late that maybe you play the Ryder Cup without people. I think that would be just a total uh, waste of time. Um, the whole the whole Ryder Cup is about the the event as a whole and the ambiance sure. and the excitement with the people and all the other things that go with it. Uh, I just can't imagine a Ryder Cup with nobody there
4: you know, that the golf course there at Whistling Straits has had a few PGA championships. Um, Do you like that golf course for a Ryder Cup venue? Um, You know, the risk reward, those things that you can do as far as um, making lots of birdies and eagles and that kind of thing?
3: Well, I think the thing that's really interesting about Whistling Straits is it's basically a forced carry golf course. Um, It looks lengthy, but you can't play it lengthy uh, the way it was built. Um, And, The big thing there is if you get whistling straights on a day with no wind, you can really do some good there. You can make some birdies. And, uh, you know, if you drive the ball to the fairway, you can really make a bunch of birdies. But then the next day, the wind can blow 20 miles an hour off the lake, and it's really hard. And then the next day, it might blow 20 miles an hour from the west, and it's really hard. So the whole key there is the weather and the fact that we're playing there or hopefully playing there at the end of September, you could get literally anything. Um, it could be seventy-five every day, or it could be forty-five with the wind blowing twenty. So it, it could it could be wild. It could be absolutely wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we were there for some PGA championships. It's. Uh... You got to be careful just walking around that place. You can turn an ankle pretty quickly. So it, it's uh, a, <laughs> it's quite the course for sure. Hey, uh, Andy, let's let's take a moment here and, and talk about something that's kind of personal with you. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this. But uh, you know, you are a survivor of prostate cancer, and you and Matt Kucher and uh, and and I'm trying to think who else was involved. Uh, put together a PSA. You guys are really doing some good work with the the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Oh, thank you. Um, You know, J.B. Holmes was the third person that uh, was involved in the PSA. Uh, I've had it, had it. J.B. Holmes' dad has had it. And Matt was our young guy that, you know, was just talking about it. And it was all about awareness and getting people to do something that's really simple, and that's to go get, your blood taken and do a PSA. Um, you know, that's, it's the simplest cancer to stay on top of. Uh, and, and if detected early, you know, most people live healthy lives. Uh, so I think it's really important that you do the PSA. We just thought it'd be a, uh, when, the, when the prostate cancer foundation started talking about doing this. uh, I shoot, I'd, I'd love to do it with you. And it, it worked out great. And Matt and, JB were great to work with, and I think it turned out pretty well. So, you know, hopefully do some good, and if, if it helps one person, awesome. If it helps yeah. 100,000, that's even better.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. You talked about early detection and doing the PSA. Uh, what about some things as far as prevention are concerned?
3: Well, I think, you know, I think it's it's basically lifestyle for, for all of us with every disease. You know, if you Get some exercise, get some sleep, try to eat half decent, you know, just be smart about the things you do in your life. Obviously, those you're going to have less a chance to, to get something that's severe. Um, and then just staying on top of the test, you know, there's it's there's so many cancers that you have no idea, um, you know, that you even have it until it's too late. This is one of them that. You know, as your PSA changes, you go in and get some tests, and you can find out right away, and and, uh, that's why you've got a chance to beat it.
1: Andy North joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And if you want to check out the website for the Prostate Cancer Foundation, it's PCF.org. So go to PCF.org. More information. There's some suggestions, recommendations. And then, of course, if you see the commercial, it's out on YouTube. We've been playing the audio right here on Real Golf Radio. When it was presented to us, Andy, we, we loved it. We loved the, when, when, when you all get together and you have the ability to, to influence change or influence action for good using your platforms as well-known individuals uh, especially in our sport that we love so much I I, I think it's great we have availability we put it out in our inventory so that's running on our show and uh, we just we appreciate what you're doing in that behalf
3: well I really appreciate that you guys have bought into it and you're doing your part Uh, you know it 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 was fun to do the deal it wasn't that big a deal to do it and again if if it helps some people and you know, for so many years, I think when, when Arnold got prostate cancer and went public with it, I think that was a real positive that did a lot of good, you know, so many years people want to talk about stuff and, and just to get it out there and get, make people aware. And, and the more knowledge you have, usually the better off you are. And and you can go ahead and, and make some good decisions and, and make sure that you don't have any real problems with it.
4: Um, great, great stuff, Andy. Um, Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the game today, um, players. I know we're not playing a lot of golf right now. Yeah. Uh, do you sure. do you think we're gonna get we're gonna get going back in June, um, or well, uh, or think, what do you think's gonna transpire?
3: Well, I think what the tours done is at least they've made an effort to try to figure a way how to start. Uh, you know, in two weeks they might have to push it back or they might have to cancel some more terms. You don't know, but at least they've got some kind of a plan. Unfortunately you know, some other states or regions don't have plans. Um, and I think at least the, the tour is trying to, to get started back um, to play four tournaments without any people there. I think is, is, is a reasonable idea uh, to test every player and caddy and person who is there. I think that's a great idea. Uh, you know, and just, just be smart about it. I mean, it's, if, if, Everybody playing there is tested negative and you stay away from people the rest of the week. It, you know, I don't see any reason why you can't, you can't do it. And, and the fact that you're outside, it's going to be warm. That helps. Um, and you know, you're not touch it. You, you only your clubs, you're touching only your golf ball. Um, you know, I think all those things that make sense where in basketball, you're sharing a the ball. There's, there's, the end of the day there's 20 22 guys that share this ball and if one of the players has it you know now you got probably 18 or 20 that might have it so i think we're lucky that the sport we play uh it gives us maybe an opportunity to get started a little bit earlier
1: i love that don't you think it's a real and that opportunity you mentioned is for golf kind of to lead out and uh, sports so often is that we, we talk about a distraction or a diversion from our everyday life. Well, if there was ever a diversion that was needed, I think we've realized during this drought or during this time when everything has been quarantined and shut down in professional sports, how important of a role it plays in our lives, in our in our recreational uh, habits and and viewing t- television and, and all of those things. It It's a major driver, not only uh, for business, but also for our own sort of personal well-being.
3: Well, you look at the ratings for the draft, they were off the charts. The the Jordan uh, last dance that's on every Sunday night now for the next three Sundays, uh, the ratings for that are off the charts. Uh, so, you know, I think people are just starved to, to watch something. Yeah. And and it would, it would be really cool if golf could kind of lead the way out because, you know, some of the team sports, you have no idea if they're ever going to be able to get back and practice and then get after it and, you know, you start thinking, well, are, are camps really going to open up August 1st or, you know, toward the end of July? You you know, right now we don't have any idea. In two weeks, yeah. it might be sure, and in two weeks it might be no chance. You know, so I think that those are the hard things for at least the tours making an effort to try to come up with a game plan and, and go that direction.
4: What, do you, what are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing as far as the players and – and uh... You know, going through this condensed schedule all the way through the end of the year, what do you what are you looking forward to well, seeing think, happen during that time?
3: I think that's going to be the thing that's going to. I mean, the players last year struggled a little bit with the new schedule. How many times do I play in between the Masters and the PGA? Or there's tournaments in there that I like to play that now I can't play one of them. So there was a lot of that talk last year. I can't imagine how they're going to handle this stretch of nothing but. Majors and in FedEx and World Golf Championship events for basically eleven or twelve straight weeks uh, this fall. I, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, it will be interesting. You start looking at if if the schedule goes as it is right now, from August 1st of this year till August 1st of next year, we'll have seven majors, uh, FedEx, two FedEx Cups. A Ryder Cup, whatever. There's a the series. Olympics. I mean, it's like the Olympics. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? Seriously, this it's going to be. There'll be some guys that get to August next year and go like, "What are we doing?" You know, <laughs> let me let me let me out of this for a bit. And that's, I'm you, know, that I'm sounds, tired. That sounds silly. People listening, oh yeah, you're just playing golf. But to go out and play under tournament conditions, under pressure, in the heat of the summer. And, and try to play a ton of weeks in a row is is really not only physically challenged, but mentally, it's probably even more challenging.
1: Andy North joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, you, you have to think with Brooks Kepka having the run he had over a similar period of months, uh, someone that can catch that kind of fire in this can really set, I mean, you could have a Hall of Fame career, but in, in the matter of uh, 14 months.
3: That's exactly right. If you can go through one of those stretches that, you know, let's say you putt the ball like Jordan did in 15. Mm. Um, you know, a guy could win two or three major championships or the way Brooks played or you get in one of those Tiger runs. Uh, I, you know, it's one of those things that the guys are going to try to figure out how to be best prepared to play in those majors, but it's going to be hard because there's so, many other, so much other stuff that's crammed in there that, you know, personally, I probably have to skip you know FedEx Cup events or something. If you're trying, if you're really trying to get ready for the U.S. Open, two weeks later, um, you know. So it's going to be really interesting how guys handle
1: this. Uh, it's going to be a
3: new for most of
1: them. Yeah, no doubt. Hey Andy, we got just a couple minutes left and uh, we appreciate you sharing some of your thoughts on, on the game today. One of the things we've enjoyed during this time when the when the tour's been shut down is to talk really more individually with, with, with the people, our guests. Uh, when we look back at your career, and you've been on ESPN for a long time, as we mentioned, since 1993. You won two U.S. Opens at Cherry Hills in 78 and Oakland Hills in 85. Played on a Ryder Cup team. When you look back, and by the way, you teamed with Tom Watson to Win a whole bunch of fun events. When you look back on it, what what do you what stands out to you? What do you cherish the most as you look back at your golf career, both playing and broadcasting? Well, I think I think
3: I was really really fortunate um, to play in an era that I'm not so sure we're ever going to have again. That I was able to play with Byron Nelson, Sam Sneed. Uh, Gene Sayerson, Bobby Locke, uh, all the way through Tiger and Phil. You know, I don't think there will ever be a time where you're able to play in, you know, if you're looking at the top 10 or 12 players who ever played the game, Hogan's the only guy I, I never got a chance to play with. And the number of rounds I got to play with Jack and with Arnold and with Trevino and uh, with, with your dad, you know, those are those are guys that were, you know, amazing players. I mean, Billy doesn't get anywhere near the credit that he deserves. He's one of the top ten greatest players ever played, the guy who won 50 tournaments. And there are people today that don't even, you know, how many did he win and give a, a, well, he won six or eight times. I don't know how many times he won. I mean, he was amazing. And I was fortunate enough to get a chance to play with him when he was still really good. Uh, you know, that's fun. I mean, so you think about the length of the career and length of the opportunity you had to play golf. You know, that was pretty cool. All
1: right. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And uh, we appreciate Andy for taking the time to share some of that. Our best of edition here on Memorial day weekend continues next. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. More of the show next. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoop's Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy. And it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
3: For a long time, cancer was one step ahead. Now the Prostate Cancer Foundation's research is delivering new treatments to patients all the time. I've had prostate cancer.
6: My dad had it, which means now I'm at a greater risk.
3: Join us as we finally take the lead over cancer. Put this game behind us once and for all. I beat it and so can you. To get ahead of the game, go to PCF.org to learn more.
1: Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees Grounds crew turned to Land Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
2: Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their Memorial Day sale happening May 22nd through the 25th. All Nike golf shoes are 25% off. Score an epic deal on Callaway's Epic Flash Driver, now only $349. Save big with the G400 driver, now only $249. Remember, the more you buy, the more you save, and receive up to 25% off all apparel. You went to Golf Memorial Day sale happening May 22nd and May 25th. You went to Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Serving golfers since 1970. It's
0: a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor
1: and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob with you. It's presented by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. And as always, home of the 100% 90 day satisfaction guarantee. So you uh, have 90 days to try it. If you don't like it, take it back. They will give you that full purchase price. You can get something different. And uh, they're open again and serving you as well. And we thank them for their great service at Golf. Check out uintagolf.com and locations up and down the Wasatch Front. All right, we continue now. I just have to do it because I just love playing it. I hope you enjoy it as well. Our conversation with Kenny Perry. How are you holding up out in Kentucky? Uh, you know what?
6: You said you appreciate my time. I've got lots of time right now. <laughs> I've got months of time going on. They they put us, this virus has them put us on retirement. So it's been interesting sitting around the house, uh, like uh, trying to find a place to go get a haircut. And I'm afraid to let Sandy cut my hair. So I don't know what that looks like. (laughs) Uh, We've been doing, we've been doing yard projects, kind of cutting some trees down and planting some new, uh, new trees and landscaping. And uh, so I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut out for that kind of job, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's you know, it's it's just been crazy to just uh you know saying that we've been you know what we've been doing mostly is every afternoon about four o'clock three thirty we get one of my old cars and we'll go just cruise the countryside uh here in kentucky and franklin and uh just get an old hot rod and just it's been kind of crazy we do it just about every evening that's what we enjoy doing that's how we get away from the house you know we're still trying to you know, stay away from everybody because we're kind of at that age now it's, that 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 virus is affecting. So it kind of makes you a little bit nervous to get around people. And uh, so we just get an old car. We try to do that social distancing thing and do a lot of waving at people. And uh, it's been interesting. It's been a lot of, you know, it's just been very quiet and very peaceful. Kind of like I said, it's going to feel like what retirement would kind of feel like if I actually do that in a little bit.
1: I, I was expecting when you started talking uh, about yard work, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe you were, you know, working on a Harley or uh, working on a new Chevy or something like that. I figured I was going to get some stories about uh, how car. you're putting together some of that stuff. Well, you know, the drag strips are all closed. I mean, I got my,
6: my race cars ready to go. I've got it done. It's complete. Uh, just put a new 632 cubic inch motor in it. Makes about uh, 1,100 something horsepower. And uh, my car's done, but you know, all the drag trips are closed. Uh, this would have been a perfect time for me to actually go do some testing, some racing, and uh, since the golf's not going on, but you know, it just everything's closed, you really can't do a lot. I've been piddling a little with a few of my old hot rods, uh, just kind of doing little odd and end things. Uh, I took a little Nova and worked on the front end, changed the suspension on it, and uh, put some new tires on it, changed the oil. I mean just common stuff that a lot of people do with their old cars just to kind of keep them up to date. And, uh, that was, but you know what? You just, you get, I, I love that. You know, I like doing all that, but you know, I like driving them mostly and that's kind of what's sandy Most of my cars are all done. So we just get out and cruise most of the afternoon. So do you do all that work yourself? I do some of it. I don't do it all. I mean, some of those things like, you know, when I start putting a frame bushings in, in that I don't have, I guess I could burn them out or whatever. But they got a press. My buddy's got a press. He can push them out and everything makes it makes the job a lot easier. Uh Stuff. So you know I can do a little of it, but I can't do some of the hard stuff. I let him do it, and uh, I just you know they asked me. They said, "How do you do all that?" I said, "It's easy. I just write the check." <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing! It gets done, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Kenny Perry joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, what's your collection like? What I mean, do you, do you share that? I mean, what what's your kind of? Give us yeah. some highlights of your collection. Uh, I've got I've got I own about twenty old cars,
6: and they're all Chevys. I'm a Chevy nut. That's that's the only thing uh, I, I fool with. And I've I've got let's see, I've got uh, I got a 50, couple fifty five Chevys, fifty seven Chevy. I got a 60 Impala. I got a 65 convertible Impala. Then I got two or three 69 Camaros, a couple of 68 Camaros. I got some Chevy 2 Novas, 67 and 66 Chevy 2 Nova. Uh, I got a 55 pickup truck, short bed truck I restored. Uh, So I can keep going to see. Whatever, (laughs) I can't even remember them all. I I got a 67 Chevelle which is an awesome car. And I actually just picked up yesterday a uh, 2020 uh, Corvette, the new Corvette, the mid-engine. I oh, that was the it, Uh Which is kind of odd after you drive a car that sways and rolls as it's going into a curve as opposed to one that hugs the ground and the engine's behind you and you're getting pushed instead of pulled. It's a pretty amazing car. So uh, the, the Corvette, I live 20 minutes from – the Corvette plant where all the Corvettes in the world are made in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And, uh, they let me, they're good to me. They let me come on the floor. I get to watch the cars being built in uh, in the factory. And, uh, then the museum delivery, the museum was right by the factory. So I got to go up to the museum and that's where the car, they delivered the car to me there. And, uh, it's pretty neat to go through the museum. Uh, it's, it's a really neat experience. And then the road track is across the street where you can run the car on the track. Uh, it's a two and a half mile road course track which is incredible uh so it's a lot of fun but you know all they had there was 30 people working uh on staff they're still allowed to have museum pickup uh but it's normally you know that place is packed they'll have like that weekend they told me last week they were they were expecting you know two or three thousand cars it was one of their big get-together weekends and it was canceled so uh it was a pretty quiet place but it was a it was pretty neat to still get to go in there and tell you all about all the Corvettes. You remember the hole that sunk in the museum? It sucked in about 10 or 12 cars in the middle of the museum. And uh, it's, they pulled the cars out of the sinkhole and they're laid out around in, on display. And, and then now they fixed the sinkhole. You know, Kentucky, we got Mammoth Cave. We got a lot of caves here in Kentucky. And that thing opened up right in the middle of the museum. Thank goodness it was at night and nobody was in the museum
0: yeah. viewing
6: all the cars. And, uh, it sucked in a bunch of cars, but it's, it's a great story. Uh, it's just a pretty neat place. If people ever want a Corvette, they need to come to Bowling Green and Tuskegee and check it out. They'll love it.
1: That's awesome. Kenny Perry joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, so you, have you been able to get out and play some golf there? It, 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 try to keep yourself busy a little bit? Maybe get some games with some of the local guys? Yeah, I play, I play once a week here for the
6: last four weeks. I play, we play every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. About 30 of us get together at Franklin Country Club. I call them the Franklin Mafia. Uh, we all put in five bucks, and we they put us, you know, in foursomes, and it, it's the two-ball your foursome, and uh, they kick my tail every time. I they keep getting my $5, and I'm like, uh-huh, I see these three friends in a stranger gang going on, so uh, it was just, they, they've been killing me, and it was so funny, Fuzzy, he goes to my church, and he's 67 years old, and I'm getting ready to turn 60 in August, and uh, he shot the first day. I, the first week I played, I shot seventy-one. He shot sixty-eight, and I said, "Fuzzy, you just kicked my butt." I said, "I said you're gonna have to give me one aside the next time we play." And, and so the next week out, they're all saying, "I I got five dollars on KT. He's gonna beat Fuzzy this week." So, uh, I mean, the ribbon was never ending. They wouldn't let me have it. They were just all of them were just ripping me for every round we played. So it's been pretty comical. They letting you play straight up. Yeah, it's it's just two best balls of the foursomes. I mean, they've got a lot of scratch. Got a, you know, it's about a 6,500 yard golf course, and you know it. And these guys, they're, they're a lot of them are scratch golfers, and uh, they're they're making it hard on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny, Bob. It reminds me of uh, when we had Troy Merritt on the show. He's been doing the same thing. You know, he's he's in Boise, Idaho, and he's playing yeah. with his buddies at the club, and they're they're taking his money because they're making him. You think he said he <laughs> shot sixty three one day, but had to give up eight shots and lost money. Oh. He had to play to a plus eight.
6: <laughs> oh my goodness! Now he is really good shafted. My guys are playing straight up with me. I'm not having to give shots, so that's pretty amazing. My club needs to play that club. We might get some of their money.
4: <laughs> okay, so 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 you talked about Fuzzy being sixty-seven. You and I are the same age, fifty-nine. Have you have you come close to shooting your age yet? Uh,
7: no, no, I have to tell
6: you the truth. <laughs> I came close a few. I mean, I've actually shot that. I shot fifty-nine in a tournament back in the uh, early '80s. It was a, a Nashville, Tennessee and uh, a little pro-am. And, uh, but that's the only time I've ever shot 59. I mean, uh, I've had chances at my golf course at Country Creek there in Franklin. I've I've shot 60 on it about eight or nine times, and I've missed 59 on the last hole. I choke every time I have the 59 putt. Can't make it. That ain't happening. <laughs> so it,
1: Isn't that uh, funny?
6: But, uh, but, no, here I, I don't hit it nearly as far. I don't hit my irons nearly as well, and I don't putt very good anymore. So, yeah, that's going to be – I need to hurry up and age up really fast to catch it so I'll
1: be able to shoot my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Kenny, when you look back at your career, uh, not that you're retired yet, but when you look back on it, I, I think that run you had was pretty amazing when you, you won Hogan's tournament, you won Jack's tournament, you won Arnold's tournament. You kind of had the legend slam there going for a couple of years. What, what was it about those events, and, and where does that rank amongst the wins you had? Oh, they rank as good as they get. For me, uh, that was – yeah. the only
6: one I didn't get was Byron Nelson. I love Byron. Byron used to write me a lot of notes and stuff and call me on the phone and say, hey, Kenny, you going to come play my tournament? Who could say no to Byron Nelson on the phone? So that was pretty awesome. And uh, I wanted to win his tournament so bad but never could get it done. But, yeah, those tournaments, the win at Jack's place, at Arnold's place, I mean, just those tournaments alone are, are phenomenal. Uh, Hogan's alley was incredible for that colonial. Uh, so, you know, at age in 2008 and 2009, I won five times. I was 48 and eight and I was 49 years old in 2009. And what was neat about all that, those places are great. And they rank as not as good as places I could ever win. You know, I won the Memorial in 91. That was my first tour win. Uh, got my card in 87. So that kind of told me, you know, I was on the right path to be able to win Jack's place. And, uh, in 2009, I was 49 years old and two families I've stayed with for over 25 years. I've watched their children grow up. I've been to their weddings and they, they got kids now. Uh, one was in Hartford and one was in Phoenix. And I actually won both those terms. I tried for 25 years. I've stayed with them to win those terms. And in 2009, I won both of them the same year, which was pretty ironic to be with two families for over 25 years and the, to win them both the same year, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty incredible, uh, to be able to have their families run up on the greens, and, and we all celebrated together, which was pretty special for me.
1: That is cool.
4: awesome. It's awesome.
1: Well, I hate, I hate to bring up 2009. We, uh, <laughs> you don't have to. You can go another direction. <laughs> we 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 actually played. Well, you know, Bob and I just uh, commemorated 20 years of doing this show at the end of last year, and we played some of the interviews, some of our favorite interviews of the last 20 years. And and we had you on that Saturday after the Masters in 2009, and we kind of just said, Kenny, how you doing? And you went, you you went, you just started talking for about 10 minutes. And you expressed uh, how you were, you know, these sleepless nights and and all the letters you received and words of encouragement. And and it was one of the most one of our favorite interviews. Uh, Obviously, we were rooting hard for you. But um, just to just the way you expressed your emotions and and kind of all the support you got, that was that was really neat that you shared that with us.
6: Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Something you don't really expect, and you don't realize how many lives you touch in the game of golf, and how many people are actually watching you and paying attention to you. You know, you kind of get in your own little world when you're on the tour. You think it's just you against the golf course and your competitors. But after the after I lost that tournament, uh, I, I received over a thousand letters and and uh, texts and uh, stuff, and just saying how proud they were of how I handled the defeat, which to be was it lifted me up. It lifted my spirits. I was crushed because, you know, all of us dream as a kid if you're going to win a tournament, you want to win the Masters. You want to put that green coat on. And to have one arm in a sleeve and thinking after I made that birdie on 16, I looked at the school board and, I, and I'm two up with two to play. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to win the Masters. That hit my, that's, I, I kind of got out of my zone and I got nervous all of a sudden. And uh instead of playing my, my I think my word was conservatively aggressive. That's kinda of how I played golf that week. Where I played the positions on the greens. I always try to get myself an uphill putt. It, even if I had to miss the green to one side where it'd be an easy chip up as opposed to hitting it and having a tough downhiller. And my mind was there and but my game was matching my mind, which is probably the hardest thing in golf, is to get it all to work together at one time. And uh, I was thinking great. My mind was clear. And then when I made that putt, it was like the world hit me. And I was thinking, I got on that 17 tee box. I was nervous. And I had been nervous all week. Man, I was attacking, 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 trying to catch. And uh, next thing I know, I look at the scoreboard, and I'm like two ahead. I think, oh, all I got to do is make two pars. I win the Masters. And boom. I. Next thing you know, I pulled my tee shot to hit the tree. Uh and I've got a 6-iron, but I was still in the fairway. I've got a 6-iron in the 17 instead of a pitching wedge. I've been hitting pitching wedge in that hole all week. And uh, I knocked it a little over. I, I, I hit a pretty good shot. It hit the green, but it kind of rolled over the back. And to this day, I'm, I made a tactical short game error. Uh, I was nervous and everything. My hands were nervous. And I could have putted that ball just as easy as I chipped it. But I grabbed my sandwich, First thing I grabbed, instead of – grabbing the putter well nowadays it's always the putter i don't even grab a sandwich or chipper anymore it's so funny <laughs> but i grabbed the if i would have just grabbed the putter i would have won the masters that was the one final decision that i made that cost me the masters because i could have lagged it down there putted it you know i was only probably two or three steps off the back it's not like i was way off the back and uh i had just a little uphill with just a little hill back there where the green was built up a little bit but it wasn't much I could have just easily tapped it over the hill. It would have rolled all the way down to the hole. But I pulled sand wedge out. Next thing you know, I bladed it, and it went over the green. And uh, then I hit a decent pitch up and, and uh, made the boat. But, uh, and then I'm one up, and I'm thinking, you know, I've been hitting driver on 18 uh, every day. And just I'd aim at the bunkers, and I, could, I couldn't reach the bunkers. Whatever I hit, if I hit it good, but I was – you know, people don't realize when they get adrenaline in them how much further you can hit a golf ball sure. and how much harder you swing at it, and I killed it. And it went I, it went to the same spot, but this time it went into the bunker. And I wasn't able to hit the green, and I didn't get up and down. So the next thing you know, I go bogey-bogey, and it puts me in the playoff with uh, Cabrera and Chad Campbell. And, uh, you know, that was heartbreaking. But But then to get all the people to show love to me, all my career you know that that meant more to me than anything you know it's a tough loss it's knowing that you should have won the masters and you didn't but then to have everybody you know try to pick you up and and that's what i, I just want to thank all the people who supported me the last 35 years there's been a lot of kenny perry fans and i can't thank them enough uh for all the love they've showed me and uh, you know support of me and my family in my career which means so much to me well
1: you're easy to love Yep.
6: Good yep. good guy. <laughs> well, I don't know about that but uh, <laughs> uh it, <laughs> yeah, was, you it are. was a heartbreaking it was a heartbreaking moment. Uh but then you know I was picked back up uh after the Masters. I I end up winning Hartford not, not a few months after that. So uh still devastated I'm still devastated over that loss to this day. It's something I tell everybody I'll take it to my grave. Uh <laughs> you can't get over that. That is something that will never leave you. And it never fails. Somebody talks about it everywhere I go. You know, oh, I was pulling so hard for you at that match. I mean, don't tell – it never fails. And I'm like, uh, well, I appreciate it. You know, and I just give them a hug and tell them <laughs> thanks. But I'm thinking, oh, that hurt to think about that again.
1: All right, that was Kenny Perry right here on a best of Memorial Day weekend edition of the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on 1280 The Zone, presented in part by Hoops Vision and hoopsvision.com. Now is a great time. Before they completely book up for the summer, go online to hoopsvision.com. Schedule your free consultation today. Mention Real Golf Radio, and here's a good thing. Save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. It's just that easy. And uh, absolutely love the way they they work. Boyd and Bruce Boyd and Bruce Summerhays. Bob Casper, me, our, our families, my dad, um, my wife, we've all had uh, LASIK surgery done by the professionals there at Hoops Vision. Dr. Hoop, Phil Hoops and Dr. Philip Hoops, Jr. Uh, do a fantastic job. So book it, mention Real Golf Radio, save $1,000. All right, we'll take a short break. More of the show on this Memorial Day Best of edition continues next. sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
2: Tee it up at to Golf with their Memorial Day sale happening May 22nd through the 25th. All Nike golf shoes are 25% off. Score an epic deal on Callaway's Epic Flash Driver, now only $349. Save big with the G400 driver, now only $249. Remember, the more you buy, the more you save, and receive up to 25% off all apparel. You went to Golf Memorial Day sale happening May 22nd and May 25th. You went to Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Serving golfers since 1970. 19- it's a
0: Reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob
1: Casper. All right, welcome back to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. If you ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good, well, pros and golf course superintendents agree that you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. They are the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah, and that means that you can get the irrigation products for your lawn, that you can trust Mountainland Supply. They'll not only have what you need, they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation pipe parts and tools. Everything you need is at mountainlandsupply.com and you can find the location nearest to you. Thanks to Mountainland Supply for their sponsorship of the show. Also uh, appreciate Zion's bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. All right. As we uh, wrap things up, we leave you with our conversation and our best of edition with uh, Tony, Fino. Uh, gotta love Tony Uh Got to love Tony. Good to see him back in Utah. Now as the weather's warming up and getting ready for the resumption of play out on the PGA tour a few weeks ago, we caught up to him at his home in Arizona.
7: So last year I came back from the PGA championship, uh, which was played mid-May. And at the end of May, you know, the, the Tuesday I got back home, I think it was like May 20th or something like that. You know, there was snow at my house, <laughs> which was, which was quite, quite crazy. But uh, with my family and the kids ages, you know, I, I've been thinking uh, about having a, a home and a little bit warmer climate for a couple of years just to make sure I'm sharp and playing. And, and after that incident last year and, and snow being at my house so late in Lehigh, um, I kind of turned to my wife and said, Hey, I think it's time. You know, that's, you know, I guess we get another, you know, maybe try another spot in, in Arizona or California and, and see how we like it for the winter time. just so I can, you know, continue to try and get the reps I need for uh, to be competitive for, you know, for as long as I can. So that was kind of the whole pro- thought process. You know, it was just I didn't want to put uh, my family, you know, have to sacrifice too much. But, you know, our, our, our children are at the ages where uh, they're all out of diapers and and, and just you know, I think we were ready to take that move as a family and, 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 and also for, for my game. So that was the main thought process behind all of it. And, and we finally made that move at the beginning of this year. You know, I, I, uh, we got a place up here in Scottsdale and, and we're really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And, and, you know, I think I've kind of shown early in the season I was a lot sharper and, and a lot due to just getting more reps in, in, in the wintertime.
1: Tony Finau, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, I mean, it it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know, you know, following Mike Weir and his career um, throughout, you know, the early 2000s and whatnot, he was on an airplane to Palm Springs frequently, you know, in order. and and there's a a price to be paid there, right? I mean, leaving your family and being gone. So I imagine it's nice to be able to go out and practice and come home and have your family right there. Yeah, no doubt.
7: It had to be a family move. You know, it wasn't one I was going to make on my own. And um, and without, you know, still the – I'm um, supportive of my wife. You know, uh, she's she's the biggest part of and, and my biggest supporter. So to have her on board and um, and just you know this it was it was a big move for us. I've never been away from home, Utah, and and, and so but I knew uh, just at this point in my career is something that I wanted to try and and so far we're liking it. You know, we're still in it a few months in and, and obviously this whole coronavirus thing. Uh, you know, it's strange not being home in Utah, but uh, you know we're doing we're doing well and we're enjoying it so far.
4: Well and the other thing it has to help is is being so close to your teacher Boyd
7: Summerhays as well. Yeah, no question. Boyd lives about seven minutes away from me and, and we're both members at the Silver Leaf Club, which is up here in, in Scottsdale and and you know, get to see the see each other often and that's that's a great thing for me and for my game and he's also just one of my one of my great friends. So um, you know, we both I think really relied on each other, um, you know, throughout different circumstances in our lives and and especially the golf portion. So he's been a, he's been a great friend.
1: Hey, Tony, uh, your thoughts on the year so far. Obviously, you're really close there in Phoenix, and you've had some good finishes. Uh, I know you're still chasing down that, that next W. And by the way, you seem to enjoy that little Sam Harrop tribute song, right? You took that in, in good stride. That was all fun.
7: <laughs> yeah, somebody tagged me on Twitter. And, and I had to check it out and I, and I, and I laughed. I thought it was a good, uh, <laughs> uh, a good little uh, rendition, uh, a good little remix. So I told him, you know, when I have that next win, he needs to come out with another song. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he said, he said he'd do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, it's all fun and it's all fun and games. You know, I, um, you know, try my best to, uh, to just enjoy the, the social media part of being an athlete, you know, because there's, there's uh, so much good to, to be had and, and to be learned. There's a lot of bad as well, but, um, you know, you take that as an athlete, you take that these days and, and just and just roll with the punches. You know, there's going to be criticism no matter what. So, um, But as far as as far as my season, you know, I've, got off, I've gotten off to a great start. You know, I'll see a sour taste in my mouth, uh, you know, leaving and, and thinking about waste management and what could have been there. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I was, I was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia that week and playing the Saudi Arabia National. Um, but as we mentioned, uh, as, as we just talked uh, spoke about, my family was in the process of moving. My kids were uh, just about to start school and, and I just, uh, and with you know all the security issues going out throughout the, the world at that time, I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. So I ended up just staying and, and playing close to home and, and making sure I was there for my kids and my family and, in our most recent move. So it ended up working out, you know, I, I haven't even made the cut <laughs> at the waste management, I think for the last four years. So, um, of course, I make the weekend and, and, and almost win. But, um, you know, I, I think I've, I've learned that, you know, my game is, is in a good place early this season. And whenever we get back going again, uh, I'm excited to get back out and, and play. But I think I've on, gotten off to a nice start and, and put myself in good good position to, uh, to win again.
4: So along with the getting back going again, of course, we know with the coronavirus and everything, you know, it looks like now two months of the PGA tour has, has been canceled, um, through the Byron Nelson. Uh, what, what were your thoughts when this all started at the players championship a week ago? And after playing the first round,
7: uh, things getting shut down. Yeah, it was just, just really weird. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't really know how, how to put it. You know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't surprised by any means, you know, sitting there, um, Thursday night and, and getting a, a text message late from the commissioner and, and, you know, just the mass text that the PJ Tour had sent out. Um, it's, just, it's just a really strange feel. Um, but, you know, the more we learn about the virus, um, the more you understand the precautionary measures that we're all taking and that organizations have to take at this point to try and flatten the curve for the deaths and for uh, those that are being tested. Uh, the number is, is staggering when you look at it. And as I just try to do my research and learn from it, the precautionary measures that are being taken in the sports world and, you know, that are affecting me personally with the PJ Tour um, are, are a must. You know, those are things that have to be done. And so I totally understand it. I totally get it. And, and I support it. You know, we have, to, we have to think about others' health and the health of everyone around us before our, ourselves. So um, I, I totally understand where these organizations uh, lay and unfortunately for me you know I, I, that means no competition for you know potentially a few months but again you know this is about something bigger than, than playing the game of golf
1: tony fino joining us here on real golf radio i think that's really well said tony but and uh, and how much how I guess, you know, this at the beginning of the year there was a lot of discussion around the the PGL, this new Premier Golf League that was coming up. And I wonder what what it's like to have, uh, you know, a lot of players have come out and said, you know, I'm done, I'm I'm out of the PGL, I'm sticking with PGA Tour, that type of thing. I wonder, in this kind of a scenario, um, how, you know, how does that affect your decision, seeing how you've got a commissioner who is, you know, being proactive and, and doing what he can to take care of everybody involved and, and the, the the I guess, the stability of being part of a, an organization such as the PGA Tour?
7: Yeah, no doubt. You know, I I can only speak from um, things that I know, you know, and I, and I know the PGA Tour is, is an amazing tour and an amazing organization to be a part of. Um, you know, the charity that they, you know, the amount of, that they give back to charity and, and just having a commissioner like Jay Monahan, you know, who's an amazing person and someone I respect uh, very much, uh, and, and in his position, I think he's taken um, taking on his his role as a commissioner and, and done done an amazing job. So, um, the PGA Tour is in a great place, and you know, I, I'm a proud PGA Tour member. I, I don't know that much about the PGA PGL. Um, from what I've heard, uh, there's been a lot of talk about you know different um, a team aspect to it, and. And different things. I don't know enough about it to speak on it, um, but I, I do know that you know the PGA Tour is in a great place. We have a great commissioner, and, and I and I'm a proud member at this point.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. So going so going forward, um, of course, Augusta National has been postponed. Looks now the, the PGA Championship as well. Um, looks like things could happen with the USGA as well. Um, what about uh, what about uh, reports that we've heard about the Ryder Cup? Anything going on there?
7: I haven't heard anything. I know there were some false rumors uh, that, that were kind of servicing the golf world yesterday. I heard, you know, that they're looking to postpone or even uh, move it to 2021, which would then push the, um, the President's Cup to even years, which would be the, you know, 22
1: All right, that was Tony Fino, and it's brought to you in part by Barbecue Pit Stop and BarbecuePitStop.com. If you want to be a barbecue pit master, especially on a Memorial Day weekend, it's the barbecue weekend capital of the world, right? Go to Barbecue Pit Stop, and uh, they have everything you need from a pellet smoker, your rub, sauces, tools, and advice. They will give you recipes and help you to wow your family on the grill. And I couldn't say more or enough about the y- the Yoder YS40. It's absolutely fantastic. They've got them there as well as Traeger products and everything you need. It's all available at Pitstop and Barbecuepitstop.com. Again, thanks to our great sponsors, Mountainland Supplies, Ion's Bank, Hoops, Vision, Siegfried & Jensen. You went to golf. We appreciate them and appreciate you tuning in every Saturday morning, 6 to 9. We'll see you next week. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. 6 to 9 right here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks
0: for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.